Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Buck fans? Robux Hawk back with you yet again. It's Victory Monday. We get to go over yet another Buccaneer victory. 5-2, 45-20 against the Raiders. Awesome game. If you guys don't know yet, I'm Mark. This man over here is Michael Pless. What up? Every Monday we're here at 8 p.m.-ish. But other than that, Pless, tell me, what do you think about that game? Offense, defense working together. For three quarters it was close, and then it was an onslaught. But give me your two cents. Yeah, five and two feels good. I mean, we haven't said that we haven't said that since 2010, so it's been a long time. <laughs> but yeah, first place in the division as well. But yeah, going to the game uh, yesterday, I thought they did a lot of good things. It was a it was a good battle on both sides. I think it was kind of back and forth. Again, it was 24-20 going into the uh, the fourth quarter there. So yeah, the Bucks just uh, pulled away there at the end and and did what good teams do, and that's finish games and. They played another clean game. Uh, no turnovers, no sacks. Uh, offensive line was outstanding. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of good positives. Still some things you, you want to see a little bit better. Um, you know, a little bit better starts on both sides you would like to see. And then, you know, just continue to gradually get better as the game goes on. But I think that's what they did. They made adjustments, and it worked. So, yeah, 5-2 and two going into next week on Monday Night Football. Got to feel good where this team is heading. Yeah, so let's keep touching on that offense. So, obviously, first drive stalled. Usually, our first drives do very, very well. Brady clearly missed Gronkowski on that wide-open over route, which if you guys watch our film studies or anything of us, we said over, over, and over again with Gronkowski, it's going to work. You just can't stick with him. A man that size that can move that fast. And they did it. First play of the game, and just Brady, I guess, got too excited. But other than that one pass, he was lights out. Like, I, I went over the whole game film. I can't believe it was out this fast. But even those missed opportunities earlier in the year I would put out, he didn't miss many opportunities. I mean, if there was a guy breaking open, he, he tossed it. I mean, there, his awareness of space is insane right now. And there was opportunities for Mike Evans, but still, yeah, they were shadowing him with a, a safety a lot. And it would have been a risky, tight window throw but Brady just took easier simple throws I mean which attributed to 369 yards of passing yards four touchdowns five touchdowns overall with his little one yard sneak but I mean overall 
like we like to joke around, old noodle arm. <laughs> he still got it. I mean, that deep ball to Scotty Miller, um, two deep balls to Scotty Miller, one laser he had in the middle of the field to, to Godwin. Even the touchdown was a laser. Like he still showed plenty of arm in this game. And again, proving everyone at ESPN wrong. <laughs> Uh, like the mm. Max Kellerman thing you kind of put out there, but <laughs> overall, Tom Brady, he's getting this damn offense, and it it doesn't need Mike Evans. I'll let you touch more on that. Like, what do you think about everyone harping on Mike Evans should have gotten the ball more? Right. Yeah, I, I said it today. I, you know, Tom Brady. I mean, he's playing like an MVP candidate right now. The way he's just spraying the football around, he's doing what he does best, and that's taking. 90% throws that are going to be likely completions. Um, the, and I talked about it today on Twitter. I was like, you know, the quarterback is is playing to what's best for this offense. He's not playing an arcade, arcade style where, you know, he's throwing the ball up there into double coverage, hoping, you know, his guy comes down with it. It's, it's not that. It's a quarterback that understands how to read defenses, understands where he's going with the football before the snap even occurs. Uh, and like you said, he knows how to throw into space and he knows how to um, beat coverages, whether it's man or zone. And, and that's what we talked about in the film study, you know, facing this Raiders defense. We talked about they're not going to really get after the quarterback as far as a pass rush. Yeah, they can pressure and do some things like that. And, you know, they can get around the quarterback, but they don't know how to finish. And obviously our offense line was up for the challenge. They gave Brady plenty of time to throw. Uh, and then we talked about how they were going to attack their man coverages with those crossing routes. And we saw that uh, consistently, you know, with Scotty Miller or Gronkowski or Chris Godwin, whoever it was, uh, Mike Evans later in the game even got one. So those are the type of things where, you know, Tom is, is just not going to force the football. It's not what he does um, unless he sees, you know, he goes after the right matchup. And that's what he did with, uh, you know, Gronkowski on his touchdown. You know, you see a one-on-one matchup, that's where you're going to go. That's where you're going to attack. Same thing with Scotty Miller before the end of the half. I mean, they were thinking field goal. You know, the defense was the Raiders. And Scotty saw that. Tom saw it. And they're like, this corner's, you know, squatting. And Scotty just ran right by him. And it was a perfect pass for, you know, a touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, Mike is going to get his numbers. I'm not – yeah. And I'm sorry, I went too long on that. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway – yeah, you go. He got two for 37 yards, two targets. I mean, to be honest, the, the more I saw it, the more you could easily see he's he's doubled. He's almost doubled every damn time. So you don't want to force feed it. I mean, I know Jameis did that last year, but if you don't have to do it because someone else is wide the hell open, and then they put him in the middle of the field so that that safety had to creep up in the middle, and then your outsides on both sides are wide open. So it's like <laughs> – yeah. They're doing this on purpose. I mean, Mike will get his catches once they start realizing, holy crap, we keep getting beat deep because we're doubling Evans in the middle of the field too much. So that's giving Brady an option which side he wants to attack. Yeah, definitely. Right? And yeah, and, and that's what we're talking about. You know, Mike is going to get his numbers because defensive coordinators are going to see this on film and they're going to realize, hey, we can't play the same coverage over and over. But, you know, at the same time, Mike is. Mike is a guy that he wins vertically, right? He's a big play guy. He's a guy that can get downfield and, and make his plays that way. He's not really a guy that they're going to use on, you know, the slants and like the, you know, running across the field, stuff like that, or, you know, have him on screens. Yeah, they've done it at times, but they're not going to do it consistently because that's not what he does best. He, he wins down the field and, you know, that's what they're looking for 
And once defenses realize that they do have to change coverage and, and switch it up, and especially, you know, a player that we've added over the last week that we're going to talk about later, yeah. that's going to change a lot of things where, you know, they can't play defense like they are right now. And, and, and especially with Gronk and the way he's, you know, coming up, it looks like he's back to his normal self. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very tough for defensive coordinators and how they're going to play it, adjusting coverages because, yeah, and, and plus Mike's not even healthy right now. Imagine if he's healthy, you know, 100%. Like, it's going to be really tough for defenses to cover what we got going on. And to be honest, so Gronk's and we're, one touchdown. We're, yeah, and we're already scoring 45 points. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the defense helped us out with that one, but still, 45 mm-hmm. damn points. And then right. four touchdowns passing, at two rushing. Like, geez, six touchdowns in total by the offense. But, yeah. like, Gronk's one-on-one touchdown, I put it on Twitter earlier today. I'm like, it's just unfair. I mean, yeah. if you have them that wide and you see already one-on-one, I don't care who the hell is over there. You mm-hmm. throw it and then you celebrate after. It's just it's simple. <laughs> the way he took it away from the corner was insane. I'm just like mm-hmm. taking candy from a baby. It's, it's funny. But also something I saw. I think they're finally learning how to use their out, uh, out routes and how to scheme. Okay, one guy goes deep, one guy comes under. Mm-hmm. They did it multiple times. Tanner Hudson got that one early in the game. Cam Brady Cam got Bray. one later. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mike Evans got one too. So they're doing it, guys. I think yeah. um, Chris Godwin got one as well. But yeah, I almost always mention <laughs> the out route on Twitter during the game mm-hmm. because everyone acts like just because of it's a single route that it should be thrown from the playbook. <laughs> it's just a way of running a route. It's not like it's just a piece of crap route. <laughs> I was like saying, I don't know, we, we've already debated it too, too long enough, but it's not the route. It's how you scheme the route. And it's the choice of whether the quarterback throws it there or not. It's his yeah, choice definitely. whether he throws the interception or not. <laughs> I, I think what they learned is, is let's not have Justin Watson run the out routes anymore. Yeah. You know, let's not throw it to him. Obviously it's not working. So I think that's what they realize. They're going to let the, the big dogs uh, take it and, uh, you know, when we saw Cam Break run that out route, I mean, we both we both said, "Oh, look, an out route." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, offensively, a lot of things are are cooking, but I think the thing that gets unnoticed that should be talked a lot about is the offensive line. I mean, they they are playing outstanding. Back to back weeks now, where they just they pretty much dominated in all facets. Yeah, the run the run blocking wasn't as good as it was against Green Bay. I think that was because of you know, certain opportunities here and there. And and it looks like the Raiders were really, they were committing to the run. Um, if you look at the film, they're really focused on that. But also, Buck, what you heard made an obvious point. What about running on first downs? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're yeah, committed that... when you know we're going to run on first down, so just load the line on first down. I mean, it's, that's something yeah. they do got to work on. Yeah, 100%. that's still work in, work in progress. They need to call play action more. They've only called it 58 times this year, which is way too low. And if you look at all the 58 times you've probably done it, I'm sure good things have happened. So they they need to do that. And yeah, showing the running numbers there. Fournette had one really good run. I yeah. think he had the long long of the day, and that was really schemed well. They did a good job of really executing that. Uh, Joe Hay got in there as an extra lineman, and uh, yeah, they blocked that well. Gronk had another good block on that one. Yeah, but oh, plus your your volume went out. I'll I'll talk over you. Don't worry. It'll come back. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think Leonard Fournette, he got 24 yards of his 50 in that one run. So, 
eh, that four and a half average is kind of swayed. If you still look at Ronald Jones and Fournette, the way they run, Ronald Jones is the more impactful runner. Fournette's more of the pass catcher, way better pass catcher than Jones. Obviously, Jones got taken out because of that simple drop he had. I mean, I was kind of stupid. I mean, I, I would have gotten mad too, but I don't know if I would have kept him out that damn long. But it's Jones needs to work on his hands. Leftwich needs to work on scheming the runs better. I mean, there's moments where it looks so easy, and then there's times where he's just, oh, it's first down. Oh, let's run it again. I think I said on they ran it three times on first down on one drive. I was like, I'm going to break our TV. I'm breaking it. If they run it on first down again, I'm breaking it. Three yeah. straight times. I mean, don't tell me it's scheming because we're going to keep running on first down 100 times and 101st are going to play action. I don't want to hear that crap. Like, Just right. do it differently. And you're back, Wes. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Stupid spectrum. I, I hate it. But anyway, uh, like I was saying, I agree with you. Yeah, they need to mix it up on first down. They need to you know, utilize the play action. Uh, and yeah, when, when they're scheming runs, I think they, they do some different things and how they they're running the football lately. Uh, but they need to be definitely more consistent with it. They get too much into, especially on those first and 10 runs. Like I think their second and third down runs are really good. Um, but the first down is like, it's just too up in the air as far as how they run it. Um, so they have to be better definitely going forward. But offensively yeah tom brady offensive line five touchdowns from tom and just the different use of receivers scotty miller over 100 yards so you know a lot of things are going well offensively um tyler johnson you know getting more involved uh you know the use of the tight ends is really good uh so you gotta be you gotta be happy with uh what you're seeing but it's just scary how good they can be going forward because there's still a lot of things where they can be even better, and that's that's yeah. uh, that's saying something. That's a statement right there. Yeah. That's funny. It's just scratching the surface, right? Yeah. And then you, you bring in Antonio Brown, which we'll talk about even more in detail. I guess, mm-hmm. well, before we transition over to the defense, let's do okay. that. Unless you want some talk about any other running backs or receivers or anything. No, I mean, offensively, again, it was just another clean day yeah. um, from, from the unit and very excited on where they're heading. Uh, again, you got tougher matchups coming up, so you want to see how they adjust to that, and hopefully they continue to have that balance of the BA offense and then also the Tom Brady offense, where you know they're mixing it up as far as going short and down the field. Uh, I'll say this before we move on: mm. Brady completed the ball to nine different receivers. Everyone, every one of the receivers seemed like their confidence is at all-time high. Chris Godwin was calling for the ball in the end zone on the touchdown; mm-hmm. loved that. Um, Tanner Hudson, he's catching a ball. Tyler Johnson, his touchdown catch, although he only got two catches, that one touchdown catch was pretty nasty. The guy seemed like he was trying to knock it out, and he just grabbed it in, pulled it in, and that's the type of possession receiver we're hoping he turns into. Like Everyone's trying to compare him to Chris Godwin, pump the brakes just yet. <laughs> he doesn't have that deep speed yeah. Godwin has, but possession-wise and fighting for the ball, he's, he's got that for sure. And so early on, I love it. Mm-hmm. But speaking of receivers, we got we got to talk about him a little bit. Antonio Brown, yeah, and Wes. I, I saw that White playing like he's trying to be better than his big brother Levante. We'll we'll get to the defense. Let's get mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, the massive story of I guess the weekend. So yeah. if you're living under a rock and you haven't known, Antonio Brown is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He signed this contract could be up to two point five million dollars. It includes that 750000 bonus, Super Bowl win. Let's hope we get that. <laughs> but still, 
what do you think about Antonio Brown? I'll let you take the first shot at it. Do you think it's going to hurt us? Is it going to be something they can weather? I mean, is he going to be a, a problem? What do you think? Uh, yeah. Antonio... <laughs> Deep breath first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown is like, I mean, super player, like super talented player. When you look at the film, I mean, he's one of the greatest receivers in the last decade. I mean, you have to say that, you know, the numbers speak for itself. So you're adding a talent that is better than what we have on this team right now. I mean, let me say that again. You're adding a talent that is better than Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which is crazy. Like he, he can do everything. And, and we're going to show that, um, you know, later this week, and we're going to show some of it tonight, but he's a guy that's, he can change the game. And I'm not saying Mike Evans or Chris Godwin can't do that because they are great. I mean, they're both top 10 receivers, but Antonio Brown, he's the number one guy. Like he is the, the guy that he's, he's done everything over the last decade. Um, so super career, super talented. And I know we talked about adding Antonio Brown before on this podcast. And, you know, I was against it because of the <laughs> character and the, and the person that he is. Um, especially with the actions that he's shown over the last couple of years, you know, and, and even BA, our head coach called him a diva. And well, he is. I mean, not, not many is. receivers aren't besides Mike right. and Chris Godwin. Right, right, <laughs> right. So, but, you know, looking more into it and, and if he is truly changed and if he is matured and, you know, he's coming into a very strong locker room, which I think is key. Uh, this is a team that's going all in. I mean, we we said that before. This is all in. Like, this is what all in looks like. Uh, this is a team that is <laughs> going looks for like. <laughs> Yeah, this is what it looks like. I mean, this is a team that has added every free agent you can think of. Um, and they've all wanted to come here, which is crazy. And that's the Brady effect. Yeah. Uh, but everything seems like it's lining up for this team uh, right now. You know, besides, you know, the unfortunate injuries of O.J. Howard and Vita Vea, yeah. which are having their impacts, you know, Clearly, and it would be crazy if we still had O.J. Howard. If O.J. Howard was healthy, I don't think we'd make this move. I don't think we'd make the move for Antonio. But with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans dealing with injuries, you know, Scotty Miller dealing with injuries, it, it makes a lot of sense. And he's a guy that, if he's focused, I mean, he can be a great asset and be a team player. And I think he wants to win. You know, this team wants to win, and he wants the second chance of, you know, being that guy, you know, coming in and helping a team win. So, Overall, I think there's a lot of positives. I think it's a high reward um, and low risk because of the contract, and they can easily dump them if anything comes up, you know, as Absolutely. far as, you know, behavior. So I think right now I'm, I'm with it, and I think he'll come in and, you know, be a potential punt returner, which I'm really excited about. I think he's going to add, you know, things there that, Jay, you know, Mickens just can't do. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of shape he is and, and we're going to have to take it week by week, but I like the possibility of what he can bring to this team. Yeah, a couple of things to add before we go over the tape. Yes. He has to prove it to the NFL right now. I mean, he got suspended. Can, can he stay clean? Can not clean as in right. he's taking drugs or anything. It's this, more, can he this stay is out of yeah. the newspapers? Can he yeah. stay out of the headlines of a bad negative notion? Right. So can he do mm -hmm. that? Can he prove it that way? And he's going to go to a team where, He's not going to be the focal point, so he's going to have to prove he is as good as these guys to get playing time. Yeah. And he can't ruin the locker room. And if he does, okay, like you just said, no risk for us. Just get rid of him that quick. And mm -hmm. then the rest of the NFL is like, damn, he can't even make it over there. Why the hell yeah. do we want him? 
<laughs> right? But before we do that, also, B.A. made the signing, guys. B.A. did it. It's not <laughs> Brady had no say in this. But, guys, before we go over to the, the film, make sure, help us out. Hit that like button. I know a lot of you are in here, but you haven't done it yet. Help us out, buddy. I know you. You're looking at it. Click that button. You're already commenting down below. If you haven't subscribed, do that. And with that said, let's jump into the film. So pretty much what I grabbed was, yeah, there's subscribe again, <laughs> was all of his tape from the Patriots. I mean, he he played this game, what? He had the offseason with the Raiders, and then he froze. He had frostbite in his foot, right? Yeah. And this is all yeah. the same stuff. If you want to see the full analysis that we're going to do, it's going to be probably up on Wednesday with him from 2018 with the, uh, the Steelers. But just check out Mr. Antonio Brown, what he's going to bring with Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's more him utilizing space, knowing zones. I mean, he's just going to be here. He's going to fall into an open zone, get his head around looking for Brady, wide open target. And this is stuff like you see Godwin do a lot of the time, just sitting in zones. And I just want to show where he's at too. Where is he at? In the slot. I mean, he lines up there, but guess what? He's also number one. He can line up outside with speed, mismatch. What do you like? It's too easy. Like Antonio <laughs> Brown, <laughs> I mean, Antonio Brown can do stuff like this. And, and again, this is very soft coverage, but these are the things that he can add to this offense. I mean, he's just a very smart player when he's on the field and he can make a lot of things happen. Uh, you let this play run. Yeah, just, and there's a nice out route. What is that? <laughs> An out route. No! Well, <laughs> <laughs> I want you to see, though, look how he doesn't give away. Watson gives away. He's running an out route. He's literally just, he's kind of eh, lackadaisical, and then he just cuts. He's literally darting right at this dude. And he's like, okay, come try and stop me. I'm going to go out. I'm going to do like a rail just straight to the end zone. Nope. Doesn't give away anything. Cuts it off. Two feet in, out of bounds. I mean, stuff like that. Really, really like. Let's keep going on. What do you got here? Bottom of your screen again. He's outside again. One-on-one -on -one matchups. Is he any good? Plus, tell me. He's pretty good. I mean, this is this is really nice. Again, coming back to the football. Uh, again, selling the the streak. He's really selling the corner. Just look how he attacks. He attacks the corner's hips really well. Just really selling like he's going to go all out and then just quick quick feet and then being able to get the you know looks like he got the first down. Oh, he got first down. And then again, how many ways can you use this damn guy? He's all over the damn field and arounds as well. So it's. He's going to find ways to get on the field. Why? Because he's been good for years. He's played in this offense before, and he's going to have to prove it I'm flat out. I mean, he's going to be used in every scenario, and I don't see him fighting over spots. He's just going to get in where he can fit in pretty much. And then, then this is right. just a Brady amazing throw, and then back shoulder where Antonio Brown makes an amazing adjustment here. Doesn't go until right before the ball is there, then jumps and leaves. Very nice. The opposite angle is better. What do you think? He's just, I mean, he's really good. And, and like you said, this is his last chance. I mean, it, it's like, you know, that we are the Chicago Bulls right now. Whereas this is like adding, a, <laughs> this is like adding a, a Dennis Robin, you know, to the team. And that's pretty much what it is. Dennis Robin was great when he was on the floor. And Antonio Brown's the same way. I mean, when this guy's on the field, he can do anything you want um, out of receiver. He can just, I mean, look at that blow by guys. I mean, it looks like he causes a, a flag here, right? 
No, it was just an incompletion. I think Brady just okay. fell off with the timing. I mean, this is the first game he's had in turning around. And then look at the right. immediate off-the-snap release. Pushes that defender's arm down. Mm-hmm. He's pushing his arm down to get leverage. Stacks right. him. Immediately stacks him. Looks up. He's wide open. Just Brady just timing a little off. Yeah. But Gotcha. And then here again, one more. The rest you can kind of see in our film study later in the week. It's just him just nasty. Look at that release. Mm-hmm. Like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's already got the corner beat. And he had frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's dude's really insane. good. If it, yes, on the field, he's a monster. You know I mean, it's it's hard to stop him. And yes, there's a game against the Saints that he's washing up Marshawn Lattimore. So stay tuned for that game. <laughs> but I just wanted to show what he did against the the Dolphins in that one game from last year. He still has it. If he's been trading the way he is, I mean, maybe you think he's a head case, but he's a head case for football too. And the dude right. loves it. The dude's competitive. He's got that fire in him. Keep bringing it to this team. I'll take it. I mean, if, if you think our locker room's going to break because of one guy, come on. No. We, we're on a bigger mission that all of them want to play. You think Levante's going to give a crap what Taylor Brown's going to say? He's going to say, no, you right. listen to me. I've been here way longer. you got to mm-hmm. prove it to me before you can prove it to the NFL. Yeah, you, you got a lot of guys and you got a lot of guys in that locker room. Uh, crap, did I freeze again? Uh, oh, your Casey. face froze. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Um, no, but yeah, there's a lot of guys in that locker room that, you know, they want to win. You know, Mike Evans is very committed. He's he's unselfish. So same thing with Chris Godwin. So I think we're going to be we're going to be fine there. And those guys, I mean, they're going to take Antonio Brown under their under their wing and, and make sure that he's falling in line, making sure he's on top of things. And, and this is it. I mean, I think Antonio is going to be motivated to, to be his best self and really show that he's committed to, you know, being a team player and being a guy that can help this team, you know, move forward and win the Super Bowl. That's what it's about. Absolutely. I mean, Hey, from a potential standpoint, it's a perfect move. Let's see how it develops. I mean, it's not like he's going to say one bad thing to Mike Evans and then it's going to ruin the team. <laughs> I mean, no, Mike no, Evans not is, is not getting many catches right now and he's not chirping or making any comments. We're winning. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he wants a Super Bowl ring over stats. He's going to get his stats. He already knows. There's been plenty of games over his years where he just didn't have much, didn't have much, and then all of a sudden he goes for 150, 180. Mm-hmm. You're like, how the hell did he do that? Like before the Giants game last year, he had a, a dud. I forgot who we, who did we play before the. I think it was the Panthers. He didn't have much of anything, and then he just explodes against the Giants. So it's mm-hmm. I mean, hell, it may be this week against the Giants again. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. but it's yeah, yeah. He's facing this week. He's facing his old buddy James Bradbury. So I mean, they usually have you know good battles, but yeah, I, especially if Antonio Brown works out and he's he's on the field. I mean, you're going to have to change your coverage. Like Mike Evans is going to get some singles with Antonio Brown on the field, or you're going to single Antonio Brown. And, you know, that is going to be touchdown city pretty much because <laughs> he's, he's going to get open. Like, especially if he's in the good shape that we think he's in and he's ready to go, it should be, it should be pretty lights out. Uh, it, it's going to be very tough with all those guys on the field. Plus Scotty Miller, if they want to go four wide. So there's a lot of options that they can, present um but it just gives you an insurance you know if you want to rest mike a little bit you can bring antonio brown out there same thing with chris uh, godwin 
and it just improves your receiver position big time. Yeah, a lot of people in the chat are saying the same things. It's just insurance yeah. with COVID, yeah. stuff like that. I mean, again, in the Godwin and Evans had injuries. I mean, mm-hmm. you never know. You, that could spell them even more. Keep their hamstrings intact for the long haul yeah. of the season. Keep rotating them in and out, kind of like how we do the de- the defensive line. So this, right. is not, this is a positive until it's proven a negative to me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's how I'm looking at it. And there's a lot of positives to it. And really, it's all on on Antonio Brown. Like, if he messes up, he knows he's gone. So th- this is it. I mean, we're going to see how it, how it plays out. And someone in the chat kind of said this. Uh, G Vegas said, I think Belichick won the divorce be- between he keeps the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of this story I kind of pulled up here. Tom Brady's mm-hmm. landslide winner so far in Belichick divorce. I know this is Patriots and Tom Brady, but early on, it kind of looks like that. I mean, Brady did his homework. He came to a team that was loaded. He left mm-hmm. a team that was depleted, and then Cam Newton gets benched. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't think we even need to go anymore unless you want to touch on one one last thing. I, I'll just say I feel bad for Cam Newton because yeah. he's, he's got nothing to work with. Like, it, it's just pathetic. Like, they're, the weapons that they have in New England, like, you can't really call them weapons. Like, those guys just don't get open. Like there's no one to throw to um, Julian Edelman. I mean, the poor guy, I know he wishes he was in Tampa right now. <laughs> you know, he wished he could have followed Tom, but yeah, there's Wait, just nothing. Edelman? You mean Edelman? Yeah. Edelman. Uh, yeah. Edelman. Yeah. Edelman. I mean, there's just, there's just nothing. There's nothing there for, for Cam Newton to, to go to. So I feel bad for him. You know, I don't think Cam, I don't think Cam's a good quarterback to begin with, but at the same time, has nothing to to deal i mean even carolina at least you had you know something you had greg olson and you know dj moore who's decent you know at least he had some guys and he's got nothing now they didn't even want him over there yeah well hey we move on Tampa bay buccaneers hot streak my baby yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let's keep going so tom says i don't feel bad for cam that's how brady is 12 and 4 with the crappy receivers he had last year that's true. Yeah. They had a better defense though last year too. Yeah. Plus, some of them weren't sitting out because of COVID. Right. And that that's the big issue too. And all these injuries that are happening happening is mm. insane. Mm. I mean, in our, even in our fantasy football league, I had Saquon Barkley <laughs> and OBJ both gone. Oh, no. <laughs> Those are two of my top three picks. That's and I'm still so somehow in first. <laughs> that's because you're a good manager. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than I am. Jeez, but. But I'm damn. bringing up the rear. <laughs> but let's keep going. Let's talk some Bucks defense. So yeah, defense we, we talked Brady up, the offense enough. We discussed Antonio Brown, Gronk. I love him. I hope he keeps getting better. But the defense. Early on, again, they kind of did this little man defense stuff. I don't know why the hell they did it again. And I said it. I'm like, guys, like, what are y'all doing? I mean, you, the first drive, you have Devin White booking it backwards, covering rugs. That should not be happening. Then you have Levante one-on-one on the touchdown with Nelson. It just looked like Antoine Winfield didn't get back fast enough and to help cover, and boom, touchdown. They make adjustments, quickly fix it up, and then start shutting it down over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But uh, what are your big highlights? What did you see that you really, really liked with the defense? I mean, Steve McClendon. I mean, all this <laughs> yeah, things just going the right way. It's crazy. Bucks defense was, I believe, 
pretty pretty good, especially facing a Raiders offense that is very well designed, very schemed uh, well. You know, that's just that's what you're going to get with John Gruden. Uh, he knows how to protect and he knows how to to get the matchups that he wants. And he did a really good job with that. Uh, I think early on they did a really good job of running those crossing routes, you know, the overs and stuff that we talked about. And they really got the Bucks out of position because they were having, like you said, Devin White dropping back and uh, Levante in coverage as well. So they took advantage of that early man coverage looks. I think the Bucks did that just to really test out and see – you know, where could they, I guess where, what was going to work, but they, you know, like you said, made adjustments, went to, back to the zone coverage, uh, started blitzing uh, Devin White, who had three sacks on the game, which was crazy. Uh, Steve McClendon, I think was really good. Uh, again, five tackles. That's great. And 25 snaps. So he's going to be a big piece, I think. And, and that's something that kind of concerns me, you know, looking at just a couple concerns. Uh, push up the middle in the pocket, you know, obviously with Vita Bay out, I think has definitely uh, declined a little bit. Uh, so that is something that I want to see be more consistent. I think they have the guys to do it. Um, again, you do a great job of generating pressure to begin with. But you see like when Shaq Barrett and um, JPP went on the edge, Derek Carr had space to move up in the pocket and then get out, you know, and escape. So we want to see more consistent push from up the middle. And then, you know, Sean Murphy bunting, I think, has been the talk, you know, among the fans. I don't think he's doing terrible. I think he's doing fine. I think a lot of it is, like, they're just doing a good job of scheming against him and getting him out of position. Like, there's a couple of times where he just gets picked or, you know, and then they have the wide open guy. Um, I know a lot of people are getting on with the flags and stuff. But, you know, I, I, I think he's still playing pretty good football. I know he had maybe the one missed tackle, I think, with, or was that maybe that was Carlton Davis, but I, I think he's doing pretty good. Uh, the Devin White sandwich, that one. Yeah, yeah, I think that was Carlton, wasn't it? Yeah, on the outside. I think but uh, but yeah, overall, I still think they're playing very well. I like Mike Edwards. I like what he's doing. I want to see him more in there. I think he's doing a really good job when he's on the field. Uh, I like that look of where you know you could potentially use Winfield as your slot cover guy. Uh, and just mix some things up or, you know, put an extra safety in the box like Jordan Whitehead. So overall defense I thought was was still solid. I mean, they held, they held the team to 20 points. Uh, the Raiders were averaging 30 points a game, so held them under 10 than what they averaged. So really good job, especially coming off a 40-point game against Kansas, uh, Kansas City. All right, so you, you said a lot. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm no, sorry. sorry. So Keep it short. I'll, I'll kind of – since this is like a, everyone's talking about it in the chat too. Mm-hmm. Uh, SMB got to step up. SMB is still better than Hargraves. Uh, as someone put it today, SMB is the bottom guy in the gifted class. Someone even said, Ed, Bo Davis said, Edwards is greater than SMB. So this is what I see on tape. SMB is playing that nickel corner. He's covering the slot. He's being asked to do a lot. Yeah, that's I mean, a lot even, of work. I mean, if you, I mean, if you watch the tape, He's either blitzing, covering underneath, or he drops all the hell way the way back and becomes a second or third safety at right. times. Inverted so, coverage, yeah. So he's doing a lot. Just because he's not making plays on the ball or getting interceptions doesn't mean he's not doing anything. There was times where he pressured uh, Derek Carr plenty of times. He almost got a sack where he had to back off because he hit him and almost got a flag. So 
they're asking him to do a lot, and he is doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Just because he's not getting his name called, the same thing. Uh, I think it was Danny Danello said it earlier. He said he was wondering if uh, Levante's banged up because he didn't have the effect he did in the first five games. This happened mm-hmm. earlier when Devin White didn't get a lot of tackles. Everyone's like, "Oh, is he all right? Is he dumb?" Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the ball isn't going to go your way. Right. And that's just how it happens. Either whether it be respect for you as a player, whether that be because they're just seeing a gap in the zone somewhere where you're not at. You can't be in the – if it's thrown 45 yards down the field, Levante's not going to make the tackle. If he is, something got broken up. <laughs> something yeah. bad happened on the defensive assignment. So I I don't see it as SMB's bad. I see it as right. he's just not getting the opportunities that Dean, Carlton Davis mm. are getting. Right. When they're yeah, in I that, agree. that nickel defense, he has a lot of things to do. Mm-hmm. Davis and Dean just literally have to – Worry about one little zone or stay man. So yeah. obviously they're going to get more opportunities. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the way you got to look at it. You can't just say, oh, I haven't heard his name. <laughs> he sucks. I mean, I, sometimes people think that. Or they see a one missed tackle, oh, he's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, yeah. Gerald McCoy was the worst player in the world because the first two years he was injured. And then, and that's another thing. SMB is hamstring injury. Is he fully healthy? Right. We don't know. So yeah. that one I can kind of think about. Maybe he's injured, but mm-hmm. I don't see him as getting roasted that bad. He did on the uh, the whip route from Rugs. They mm-hmm. schemed that perfectly. They did. They like, did. That was a disgusting play. So let's see. it's <laughs> it's tough. I mean, nickel corner is one of the toughest positions to play on defense because you do have a lot of responsibility. It's a lot to ask, and it's a lot of mental. It's a lot of cerebral stuff where you have to know where to be at all times, uh, and you got to do a lot of communication too. I mean, we see that on tape, you know, when SMB is, you know, pointing things out or saying stuff. So he's always that communicator uh, between both levels of the defense. So I, you know, overall looking at it, I mean, they had. I think it was just one bad drive that they had, and that was where they had the penalties come up. It was just unfortunate penalties. I mean, you have the Shaq Barrett go off sides. I mean, that was close. Like, he barely went off sides. And then you get the interception from Mike Edwards. Uh, so, I, overall, I thought they played very well. Again, there's still some things. You know, the main concern I see is just we have to win more with uh, pressure from our front, front four. And that comes with getting the more uh, penetration from the middle. I think those guys got to step up a little bit more and get that push going again so your outside guys can can make the sacks and get you know the closing um pressure on the quarterback so other than that i think they're doing a lot of good things i mean there's a lot of plays where Derek carr was holding the ball for six seven seconds because of coverage so there's a lot of good things um still going for this defense i mean there were also moments where don't get me wrong anthony nelson's Getting some pressure. I mean, I'll, he's doing good. He's doing, he's doing a lot of good things. He's got that hustle and Cole Nassib kind of vibe to me. I mean, he's not. Mm-hmm. Have he's starting to play aspects. better. Yeah, but he is. He is little by little getting better. Right. Every, everyone wants to see Steve McClendon. Dude balled out. How many tackles? He did. Five? He had five tackles on 25 snaps. And you got to think he's going to get more playing time uh, definitely going forward. So, yeah, he was he was doing well. And he got a tackle for a loss, too. So, that was awesome. Oh, Vontae wasn't lost. He was right there. Yeah, Levante did great. Wait, he got he three was... three sack. They called that the hit a sack that he. Yeah, yeah, um, the fourth and one because of behind damn. the line. Of so, yeah, yeah, he got three sacks. He's got four in the year now. 
Damn, white you savage! <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. That, that was a hell of a hit, though. Jeez, it was. It was a good hit. It was a perfect hit too. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't anything of that nature. So, Mm-mm-mm. much better hit than the John Bostic kick on uh, Andy Dalton. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing. What the hell? <laughs> I know we're assholes, but that was a that was a mean hit, man. That was a mean hit. God. That's some. That's some... <laughs> Never mind, I'll shut up. That's some deep shit, Shane. Some deep yeah, shit. It was. Oh, uh, but I did call the Antoine Winfield Jr. interception. You I, did. I tweeted man. it out there. That was right. That was right on cue too. I was like, plus, I feel it. I could just feel it's yeah. gonna happen. That changed the game. It, it turned it from a good game to a, a disaster for the Raiders. Bl- yeah, blowout. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> it was I, like I was watching the end of the game. I'm like, Jesus, this turned bad fast. Like, after the Godwin touchdown, interception, and then, like, 30 seconds later, touchdown. Turnover and downs, touchdown. (laughs) Yep, that was it. Ah, 24-20 to 45-20. That's that's crazy. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, defensively, I agree that the middle of defensive tackles, no no one's beat a beta. No no one can – Right. You, you almost it's, have to collectively try and form something that Vita Bay would be. But you're not going to have a push that we were getting. Sue, yeah, he can't produce like Vita Bay. He's still doing all right. But I think you're just going to need a, uh, a committee to kind of produce that pressure. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to change some things up. I think you're going to see, you, you got to see if you can get JPP more inside uh, against guards, uh, you know, guards and centers. And, and maybe have Anthony Nelson rush more from the outside and then have, you know, Will Golston uh, as one of your outside, you know, people as well, or rush him interior too. Cause I think he does a good job when he's in the middle. Uh, but yeah, JPP definitely, I think they need to line him up more, especially inside where yeah. he can win one-on-one matchups and, and take advantage of that. But yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else on the defense. I thought they played pretty well, and that's a tough Raiders team. That's a good football team that we beat. I mean, we talked about it in our uh, preview. Uh, be sure, guys, if you haven't checked that out. I mean, I, I know it's after the fact, but it's just something that we're going to bring to the channel. We're going to start previewing uh, opponents. I think that's something that we wanted to do originally. It's just finding the time to do it. Uh, but I think we have, you know, the answer for that. So we should be seeing that probably every week now, probably around. Um, you know, come out on Friday or Saturday, uh, pretty much every week. That, so it's just something different. And uh, yeah, I think when you look back at the preview, I think we're right on most of the things that we're talking about. It's just, you know, taking advantage of what we saw. You know, the Raiders' defense wasn't, you know, the best. Again, they can't really rush the quarterback. But when looking at their offense, I mean, the offense was really strong and uh, how they present matchups and how everything really runs through Henry Ruggs. And the Bucks did a good job of taking him out, holding him to, to two catches for 15 yards. So they pretty much took him out of the game. They let Nelson Aguilar do some things. But other than that, man, they pretty much shut it down. And Darren Waller, I mean, he's tough to stop. <laughs> I mean, you can't really stop him. Well, that's something I want to talk about. Let me, let me talk mm-hmm. about that. Then I wanted to touch on Bo Davis asked about Shaq Barrett. He's not mm-hmm. getting enough sack totals. But uh, someone got mad that Levante David is covering Waller on that touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. When you look at the offense of the Raiders, they were moving pieces, moving pieces. Once the defensive play is in, you can't ask one guy to totally change the defense right mm-hmm. when one guy is motioned out. Because they, they hiked it like seconds after he, he motioned out. You can't expect Levante to say, 
change it up. And then like everyone changes their assignments as opposed to know what the hell is supposed to happen. You have yeah. to trust your guy can make a play. That's what the offense is doing. They're scheming this because they want that matchup that way. Would you want Antoine Winfield on him? 6'6", 250 against 5'9", 200? It's even more body. So at that moment, you kind of got to hope and pray Levante can do it. Because yeah. Dean wasn't over there. I mean, it was the matchup they wanted. They matched it up perfectly, and they, they executed perfectly. I mean, Levante was right there. So some people, mm. I don't know what they expect to have happen. I guess <laughs> I think they think, remember the Titans, I don't want them to gain another yard is a truth. <laughs> uh, sometimes this defense plays like it, I guess. But right, right. sometimes you got to – they they get paid too. <laughs> right. It was just a perfect play call. I mean, they were in goal line formation. So Bucks defense automatically has their goal line defense out there. Uh, you're able to motion out Waller, like you said. So Levante has to go out there on him, and Levante did the best he could. I yeah. mean, he played it perfectly the way anyone could, and, you know, Waller just won. So, yeah, and there's not much you can do on that. You're absolutely right. I mean, once the call is in, and the Raiders do a lot of pre-snap motion, they yeah. set up the matchup that they wanted, and it was just good execution by the Raiders. you got to give, you know, tip their hat to them. Yeah. It's kind of like when we put Gronkowski out there. Yeah, I mean, what what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, what are you like, going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do, brother? But it's <laughs> like you're you're facing, you know, you got Gronk on Lawson, who they were attacking uh, abusively all day. I mean, they are going, going after him constantly, and that was the right matchup to go after. And it, it's just like you said, the Raiders can't go and like, oh, Lawson, get over here to the right, and, you know, and put someone yeah. else on Gronk. Like, They're abusing you. Just come back yeah. over here. We're going to. Can't. Just can't. Yeah, yeah, it's just not possible, and it's smart by the Bucks yeah. to take advantage of it, and they did. So, yeah. all right, there's there's a whole big other group in the chat. Go ahead, guys, yeah. please. If you haven't done yet, hit the like button. Go down there, smack it, and I'll just keep talking. So, uh, I think it was Bo Davis. Yeah, Bo Davis was mentioning about Shaq Barrett's Shaq Shaq Barrett's sack totals. There you so go. why are they so low? What's going on? He's doing good against the run. He's getting pressure, but he's not getting sacks. Mm. Why do you think that is? Well, I, I think some of it, I mean, he's getting a lot of attention. Uh, he's getting, you know, doubled a lot, getting chipped a lot. Uh, but also, like I said earlier, it's just that interior pressure. You're not really seeing that consistently um, like you were with, like, when Vita Veo was in there. But when Vita was in there, a lot of those interior guys were getting one-on-ones, and, and they were usually winning. Um, now Indomitian Sue is really the main guy in, inside, and, and they can double him a little bit more you know, I pay a little more attention to him. So really it's about, I mean, these guys are, they're winning at times, you know, on the outside, but they're just not being able to close because the quarterback's either able to step up or he's able to find a way to get outside the pocket. So, uh, but he's still doing a really good job. I think Shaq is, he's doing a lot more than he did last year too. You know, they're asking him to cover more, you know, so play different roles. And uh, he's, I still think doing a fine job. Uh, doing a lot better in coverage, that's for sure. <laughs> He's finally getting to his spots, which is good. Yeah. That's so, huge. That is yeah, huge. it's huge. I mean, we were. Ra- I mean, I don't know if you were doing it, but I was mm-hmm. riding hit. I was getting on him. I mean, you're, just, <laughs> you're not in the right spot two weeks yeah. in a row. I think against the Broncos and the Bears, he, he just was not in the right spot. He's running into right. Devin White. Chargers, He's, same thing. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, go! Like, you got one <laughs> job. Just do your job. The past two weeks, he's been on it nonstop. Yeah. I mean, there was a play where he ran to the, uh, 
to the flats, and it was completed for a short little game. But I'm like, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. But he was in the spot he has to be. It's a minimal gain. Okay. And that's really, to me, our only areas of weakness. It's a team having to be extremely consistent converting four-yard chunk, four-yard chunk, six-yard chunk, right, four, right. without making a mistake. Or yeah, yeah. we just don't get pressure and we get all the way beat over the top. Mm-hmm. Because really, there's so many holes that are filled with our either blitzing or mm-hmm. really great coverage in the back, in the back end. Right. But Dean Davis, right. Winfield flying all over the place. It's it's tough. It's a tough defense to score against, especially with all the pressure they generate. And give, yeah, definitely. Give credit to like a, the offensive line for the Raiders too. I mean, Gabe Jackson, Hudson, I mean, that they were interior, they were doing well. They're assholes, but they were well, <laughs> <laughs> even without practicing. So right. give it up to them. That offense line is underrated. And again, like I said, uh, John Gruden does a good job of uh, max protection and like scheming it up, make sure he's got seven guys in to, you know, to help out block. So it's a good offense line. They only allowed, I think it was eight sacks before yesterday. So they're a good line. I mean, they're just as good as ours. I think ours is better, obviously. You know, they've only allowed eight sacks too, the Bucks offense line. So, and I think they've allowed the least amount of pressures um, as well, the Bucks that is. So, you got two quarterbacks that know how to get rid of the football quickly. I think that's what makes them better. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not worried about Shaq. I think Shaq's going to, again, he's going to be kind of like Mike Evans, I feel. He's going to come on later in the year, um, especially when defenses have to adjust more to what we're bringing as far as our blitz packages and stuff like that. I think Shaq's going to start winning those one-on-ones more consistently, even though he is um, when he does get the one-on-ones. I just think he's going to get them more often as the year goes on. I'll say this: there, there was a lot of holding penalties that weren't called. That too. That too. I mean, and JPP too. JPP had a crap ton of pressures where he should have gotten a sack, but if he doesn't get held, literally on his pads right. being pulled, throwing right. up his hands, still doesn't get the call. So, yeah, some things. Uh, there was one game. Uh, they still got pressures on there. Mm-hmm. I think if it's another game, they get calls, way more calls, and good things will happen. And again, Shaq had. What, a three-sack mm. game or two-sack game against the Broncos? Uh, I think it was two, yeah. He'll have moments like that. Yeah, definitely. I think this next game he's going to have some moments uh, oh. Oh. going going against uh, a team that's, you know, we're coming to going to their house to play in the Giants. I think they're, it'll be a sack party. Uh, they're going to have their revenge against Daniel Jones. That's another, that's another storyline. I mean, yeah. Danny Dimes. <laughs> Are they going to get pissed off and be like, you know what? No, we got your number this time. JPP yeah, returning Danny's down. Danny's going to be throwing to to the red team uh, th- this week. <laughs> the red pearl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Praj P had a, an aggressive take here. He says, Levante David getting a little lazy with arm tackles. What do you think about that, Plus? Is he getting lazy? I wouldn't say that. I mean, he had, he had one missed tackle that I can think of against – Josh Jacobs, who's a strong running back and hard to bring down with one, you know, one guy. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's getting lazy. Guy's still all, all pro. <laughs> yeah, still seven tackles. Some of them, yeah, you wish you would have gotten it down further, but an ankle tackle against a guy. I know, okay, we can't all expect everyone to have Devin White's superior like <laughs> Thor or Hulk strength when yeah. he literally grabs a piece of a jersey and he can just drag you down. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I love it. And this yeah. dude is insane. <laughs> it's like Spider-Man out there, man. Group strength of webs. Like, I, just. I don't get it. I mean, yeah. 
But keep doing it, buddy. I mean, I guess it's freaking riding the horses or doing whatever the hell he's doing. It's working. Don't stop. <laughs> but um, I also wanted to mention, yeah, Steve McClendon. We touched on it earlier, but literally just an assignment sound player. He did everything he was supposed to, and he just excelled at stopping the run. And guess what? He stopped the run. So <laughs> stuff like that, he did very, very well. Let's get a couple more questions in here. Uh, oh, here's one. Refs weren't calling holding, but could you say that to us as well? Maybe that's why Dalvin Smith didn't have a flag. You take that first <laughs> plus. You take that first. I mean, from what I saw on tape, I didn't think our offensive line was really holding their guys. I thought pass protection was good all day. Uh, again, the Raiders don't really have much to offer as far as pass rushers. Again, they win. You know, Max Crosby, he wins with effort. Same thing with Carl Nassup. They don't really have moves that they pull off. So I thought the... Yeah, the pass protection was top-notch. The only time they really got in, I think, was Maurice Hurst on a little... I think it was like some type of screenplay, and that was really it. I think that was the Rojo job, uh, to be honest. Um, no, that was the, uh, the the stupid play they threw to Leonard Fournette. Where Mike oh, Williams yeah. Crossed yeah, over yeah. And, and Fournette yeah, around. That's right, that's I don't know right. what yeah. the hell play that was. Yeah, that was dumb. That was on a third and short, too. So, But, yeah, I mean... No, I didn't see that. I didn't see it both ways i think the raiders obviously were holding more than than the buccaneers yeah i mean they were just doing their job man if you saw some of the highlights that some people were putting up the mm -hmm. pocket's clean it's not like they're holding it they're just pushing the pocket a pretty perfect little c like mm -hmm. it's some people just think he's either terrible or he's getting lucky sometimes yeah. he's he's locked in he, there's quiet spurts it's up to him. I mean, who said it? Was it Anthony Beck? Someone said it where it's up to him to to be the caliber player. Or B.A. may have said it. Because mm -hmm. there's moments where he has lapses in, in judgment. Like, right. what were you thinking? Did you not know it was going to be hiked on the on the second hike? Like, <laughs> like what? You, yeah. And then he just, oops. Sometimes he has those moments and it's like, what an idiot. Uh. I think obviously the the wake up call was the Bears game, and I mean you just seen the focus from the last two weeks from pretty much all the players. I mean it's been very lasered in, very sharp, uh, so a lot better. I mean you can just tell by the lack of penalties that have been called, which is great. And you know seeing the unit just they're playing more together, uh, and and they definitely don't want to get Tom killed. And and Tom was obviously pissed, you know, during that Bears game, so they don't want to get an earful from Mr. Brady anymore. I think that's that was the big. That was a big turning point. I think we're going to look back at that game, and that's going to be like, okay, this team knows what we got to do. They know what they're capable of. It's time It's time to rock and roll. So, you know, just continue to stay humble. You know, I even put a Facebook post on that. You know, I know national media is talking about us being the best NFC team right now. Maybe that is the case, but we still got a long way to go. Uh, we've only beaten – I know we've beaten two good teams, and we've blown them out. Um, but still, there's a long way to go. Remember where you came from. Uh, sure. This team has been at the bottom for a long time. Let's continue to put the work in. And you got a tough November coming up with Saints, Panthers, uh, Rams, Chiefs. So let's After see what that, we can. It, it seems kind of easier. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely very December. Easy, actually, <laughs> December, December is very easy. I mean, we should go four and zero in December with the Lions, Falcons, and I believe Minnesota's in there as well. So you should be able to win those four. Uh, but I'm just saying we got to continue to get better and progress, yeah. and we'll see what happens. Well, I agree with that. Stay but healthy. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this for the ones that want to hear bad about 
Donovan Smith. He did have, I think it was the first run of the game. He literally let someone go right inside on him. That that looked crappy. And then there was another one. Oh, but Kappa had probably the worst rep of the of the day, I think. Uh, he just got literally ran over by a defensive tackle. I don't even know who. It wasn't Hankins or anything. I think it was their, their backup. But mm-hmm. the thing is, they're cons- being consistent. I mean, if you're winning 95 out of 100 reps, I'll take it. Usually it's yeah, 60-something right. plays a game. If you're winning 60 out of 63, I'll take it. Right. So, I mean, there's going to be moments where someone gets beat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. just you don't can't get win every nonstop, rep. right? You can't. Yeah. I mean, the best do it, but they're still going to get beat. There's mm-hmm. always a slip. There's always someone steps on your foot. I just don't want you to get flat-out beat off a snap. <laughs> just know <laughs> yeah. what the snap count is, please. Right. right. Um, let's see. Let's see a couple more questions before we wrap this up uh blah, 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 blah. we have to stay vigilant to prevent the bears game from having a guest that smb held because he got beat i was talking about smb and his holding calls mm. i got some of them he he did it was just crazy schemed routes like they had crazy whip routes even darren waller ran a whip mm. route that made Devin white look like a damn fool and no, <laughs> no one's talking about that oh he got beat trash Mm-hmm. Devin White, like a damn fool. Hunter, Hunter Renfro made Devin White look like a fool. So, I mean, there's just, it's it's a tough game. <laughs> it's a tough cover, especially when they're just scheming up awesome routes with concepts or natural picks. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do one more question. Tom says, what do you guys think of Jaden Mickens as our returner? Let's do that, and then we'll head on out. Yeah, I think he's getting better. I think he's done some good things the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think he's been better as far as his judgment and just taking what's there, making sure he gets, you know, the yards that are needed or that are in front of him. But, you know, like I always said earlier, Antonio Brown could come into the mix as far as punt returner. I think that's something we might see. Uh, so there's going to be competition there. And, you know, that's the beauty of, of this team. I think there's a lot of competition at a lot of spots. You know, you look at LeSean McCoy, didn't even play. So... There's, there, it's, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if he continues to raise his game because he knows the pressure's on for him to be active now. So we'll just have to wait and see. But I think overall he's done a solid job. Yeah, a lot of people agree with you, A.B., as a returner. Like three mm-hmm. or four just chats in a row. Wow. I mean, if he can do it, great. I mean, I know he has experience with it. I mean, Mickens is average. But Antonio Brown, again, roster spots. Who do you drop? Who do you keep up? We'll see. We're going to find out. But we still won't. You know, we still have to do a roster spot. But he can't play till week nine. So, again. Yeah, we, we won't find out till it's Saints week. So, after the Giants game. So, there's going to be a lot of fumbling, bumbling, stumbling to figure out what the <laughs> hell they're going to do with the, the roster. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, one other thing. I wouldn't worry about Kappa. Kappa's doing enough. You don't need him to be great. I mean, he's just doing enough. You don't need an all-pro at a right guard. He's way better than Beninock. I'll say that. That's <laughs> well, that, guys, thank you for being so active in the chat. Y'all are great. Or you're awesome. We're riding this wave. The Buccaneers are winning. I mean, we're hopefully we're going all the way to where we need to be. But you got to stay consistent with it. But other than that, guys, thank you for the awesome community in the chat. Plus, I'll talk to you soon. And with that said, right. guys, until the next one. Sounds good. Go Rays. <laughs>